It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked on Reds. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome in to the Locked on Reds podcast here on a Taco Tuesday. My name is Jeff Carr. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the only Monday through Friday, daily podcast of the Cincinnati Reds. On today's podcast, we are going to get to some listener voicemails. Got a whole lot of topics to get to with those, so a jam-packed episode. Not going to take too much time on the intro today. Just make sure that you are subscribed on the many podcasting platforms. Big shout-out to our sponsors, Hotels.com and Blue Chew. Also, hit us up on Twitter. And then head on over to LockedOnReds.com. And like I said, today is a listener voicemail kind of day. Shout out to listener Dad. that's at Matty Wayne, M-A-T-T-Y-W-A-N-E on Twitter. He had the idea for Telephone Tuesday. And I know that is an awesome name. That's exactly what I was thinking. It beat out a couple of other ideas I had, like, you know, Bodie McBoatface and... Things like that. But shout out to Hooday Dad for coming up with that idea. Totally running with it. This will be something that we do, uh, we'll see about regularly. Uh, maybe a segment or something like that. Just so happens, being an off day, we can spend an entire episode looking at it. And it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I got a lot of great responses from the couple of questions that we had. But let's jump right in. Our first call is from Andrew in Oregon. Hey, Jess. Love the podcast. Want to say who uh, I don't want to see go this year. Uh, this is Andrew, Red's fan in Oregon. And of all the people they picked up and didn't sign to extended contracts right off the bat, um, I was probably thinking that either Alex Wood or Yasiel Puig, that one of them would be great and they'd extend uh, or be able to sell really high. Neither of them we can sell high on right now, uh, but especially Alex Wood. We haven't gotten to see anything 
I was hoping he'd come out and just uh, light the world on fire with a left-handed arm and the starting pitching. And I don't think with the early early trade deadline and no waiver deadline that we're going to be able to get any value for him. So I'd like to see him finish up the year and uh, do well the last half and hopefully uh, get another contract with the Red. Thank you very much and keep it going, Lockdown Red. Thanks for that call, Andrew. And and when we look at the two guys, probably the two, well, not probably, definitely the two main pieces from the Homer Bailey to Los Angeles trade and Yasiel Puig and Alex Wood, honestly, there's no two ways around it. They've been a disappointment. Now, I'm not saying that I'm taking that trade back because we're doing that trade every day out of the week and twice on Sunday. But Yasiel Puig just has not been the force at the plate that we thought he was going to be. And Alex Wood hasn't stepped foot on a diamond for the Reds, at least in a healthy capacity, this season. So it's going to be interesting. It's like you said, there's not really a whole lot of value to be gotten out of Yasiel Puig, I don't think. I think the only way that they get something from him is if, you know, if another team looks at his age and believes that they can sign him long-term after this season and believes that there's just something, you know, maybe he just needs a jolt, which I say change of scenery, but he got a change of scenery this year. I don't know. I really don't know what's up with Yasiel Puig, but I would like to see more from him. His personality was such that I believe, you know, I thought he could be a mainstay in this Reds lineup and in this Reds team especially in the locker room. He's been a great locker room guy to have. He just needs to have that on-field production. And as far as Alex Wood, it feels like every single time we talk about his injury status and his recovery and things like that, it just, there's another setback. And there's more of a delay, and it's just, it's interesting. But Andrew, I definitely appreciate the call. And coming all the way from Oregon, we got a couple other calls from all around the states coming in today. So it's official. This is the nationwide Locked On Reds podcast. You got to love that. This next call comes from Greg Wyman, and he hails from Maryland. Hey, Jeff. Greg Wyman. Uh, I live in, uh, outside of Annapolis, Maryland. Huge Reds fan since uh, 74 lived in Maryland all my life, and just want to thank you for the podcast. keeps me uh, attuned to my favorite team, and you do a bang-up job, man. Really good work. Uh, uh, love listening to you every morning. I uh, wanted to answer your questions. Um, don't like the Pirates, just because of all the uh, rivalry we had back in the 70s. But, man, I still hate the Dodgers. Um, I still don't like them even to this day, just because of the blood pass that we used to have back in the, in the 70s when I was a kid. Uh, the one player I'd hate to see go is Suarez. I think that they can build around him. Of course, Joey, but, uh, um, you know, Joey, just because he's, he's hung out uh, on the team for so long and just become a hell of a player. But uh, of, the, of the realistic guys that they could trade, I don't think they could trade Joey with his contract. But Suarez, I think he's the type of player they can build around. He's a uh, generational talent. And, uh, you know, he's right a rung below uh, 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 Nolan Arenado. And, uh, you know, I think he's just as good as uh, Rendon. 
and we got him on a great uh, salary. I appreciate the call, Greg, and thanks for the nice words about the podcast. When it comes to Suarez, definitely agree with you. I would hate to see him go. It's kind of like Mo was saying last week when I talked to him that the Reds' best trade chip is Suarez, but I don't necessarily see him as a guy that gets dealt and while I agree with him, I, I, I totally agree with you, Greg. I would hate to see him go. It's definitely not a stretch to say that he is every bit as good as Anthony Rendon and just a little bit below Nolan Arenado. I, I do, I have watched Arenado play on a couple of occasions, and I, he is, man, that dude is special. But Suarez is not super far behind him. And I think, you know, he he can make a couple of tweaks here and there to his game. And like you said, the Reds have him on such a team-friendly deal. He's going to be around for a while, and he'd be a guy that, regardless of his value, they'd have to get a heck of a haul to trade a Eugenio Suarez. And I just don't see that happening. So I, I think he's going to be a Red for a very long time. And, and, and I agree with you too, Joey. His contract is pretty much untradeable at this point. So I wouldn't worry about seeing him go. I appreciate your input about the Pirates and the Cardinals, rivalry. the Pirates being the one of those two. And then what you said about the Dodgers. It, it, I myself didn't get to experience the height of that rivalry. And that's one of the things that as a sports fan, I always wish I could have experienced. Seeing the Reds and the Dodgers back in the 70s and just the games that they had against each other in the regular season, that would have been something special to see. And obviously, just seeing the Big Red Machine play at all would have been amazing. But really, thank you for the call there, Greg. Uh, keep on trucking there in Maryland. Our next call here on Telephone Tuesday comes from TJ up in Columbus, Ohio. Hey, Jeff. My name is TJ, and I'm calling from Columbus. In terms of who I would hate to see leave the Reds the most at the deadline, I would have to say Jose Iglesias. Uh, I think him and Derek Diedrich have really meshed well with the players and the coaches that the Reds currently have, and I think their play has benefited on the field because of that. And while he's playing above his career numbers on the offensive side, uh, he has been phenomenal on the defensive end, which is something I think a lot of people can take for granted. Also looking at next year and beyond, Second base has a lot of question marks with Jeanette, Dietrich, and Peraza. And since we did not know who out of Dietrich and Jeanette will even be on the team at the end of the year and issues with consistency surrounding Peraza, I think it would be good for the Reds and Iglesias to work out an extension for the next few years where the Reds can lock up one of their middle infield positions while they tried to build their next contender. So that is who I would say I would hate to see leave uh, the Reds the most. Uh, thank you, Jeff, and go Reds. Thanks for the call, TJ. And Jose Iglesias would be an interesting dude to trade right now. He is definitely at the height of his value, at least in far, you know, in, in terms of this season. But at the same time, I'm with you. He's a guy that they could hold on to for a couple of years, be their everyday shortstop until they really get that, you know, maybe get the, a bona fide shortstop up from the minor leagues, which they they, don't, they really don't have anyone down there right now. But at the same token, I'm not real sure th what we gain by getting rid of Jose Iglesias and putting Jose Peraza back at shortstop. Now, Peraza defensively was serviceable, but he's nowhere near as good as Jose Iglesias. Iglesias has 
probably the best glove that the Reds have seen up the middle since Brandon Phillips. I think he's better than Cozart was, and, and that may be recency bias. It, it's really hard to compare. But I think that Iglesias has been their best defensive shortstop since Barry Larkin. So it, it'd be tough to trade him, but I could see it just depends on the hall, really. It really, is, it really does. But I can understand where you're coming from with the Iglesias side. We're going to take a quick break here in Telephone Tuesday, talking about our sponsors a little bit, Hotels.com. Are you tired of hate-liking your friend's vacation? We're right in the middle of summer, right in the middle of the traveling season, and there's no better way to get a good rate than to go to Hotels.com. I myself booked my next trip through Hotels.com, and I couldn't be happier. Got set up with a great rate and set up with some rewards as well. Head on over to Hotels.com. Highly recommended by yours truly, Jeff Carr, on the Lockdown Reds podcast. Also, just for a moment, let's talk about sex. We're talking about Blue Chew. It's the first chewable that has the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, and You don't have to have any of the awkward in-person doctor's visits or anything like that. You just simply go to bluechew.com. And through this special offer today, your first order can be free. All you have to do is pay $5 in shipping, and you put in the promo code MLB, just like Major League Baseball. Go to bluechew.com, enter promo code MLB for your introductory offer today. Blue Chew is the better, faster, cheaper way to get a performance boost in the bedroom. And with our first-time promo offer at BlueChew.com, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, enter promo code MLB. You're listening to the Locked On Reds podcast here on this Taco Tuesday, Telephone Tuesday that is actually, The Reds were off last night. That's why we've got a whole episode dedicated to listener voicemails, and we're just talking, answering the question of the player that you'd hate to see the Reds trade and whether or not you see the Pirates or the Cardinals as your most hated rival, at least as Reds fans, here in 2019. Our next call is from Matt and Cheviot with a little bit of a different take on this past weekend. Hey, Jeff, man. uh, It's Matt from Chevy, Ohio. I was just calling... uh... I was just tweeting Doug Gray, and uh, I was just hoping that it's been, you know, it's been a rough weekend for us. Um, but really, I'm just imploring the fans to to have some patience. You know, if we can remember to this time last year, we were just hoping to have a ball club that, that could play 500 baseball. And now that they are, we're really hoping that they can just, you know, compete for a wild card. So, you know, there is a lot of progress that's been made with this team, so I'm just imploring everyone to, have some perspective, and uh, go Reds. Love the podcast. Patience is a virtue, or at least I've heard. I don't know. Most of the time I don't have that much patience, but what you're saying, Matt, I totally understand. Just to wait, you know, wait for that run. We all feel like this team has the kind of talent to make a run that will offset that 1-8, and eight. and even the the tough games, like day game record that they have of 7-20, and 20, different things like that. But more than anything, patience is starting to run out because we're running up on that point of the season where they've got to make a decision. With that hard and fast trade deadline, 
patience is starting to it's starting to get to the point where we can't have too much more patience. And I do understand what you're saying. The fact that we're talking about them making a run at the wild card, whereas last year we just wanted them to be a 500 ball club. It is awesome that they've taken a little bit of a step. And while they have taken that step, I don't believe they've taken a big enough step that they can be patient in themselves. I I understand Reds fans being patient with the team and their performance, but in the front office, I don't want them to be patient. I want them to look at this team and figure out how they can start positioning themselves for a playoff run in 2020 because I don't believe they have that playoff run in them. I know I said in the preseason that I believe the Reds would contend for a wild card in 2019 going to go ahead and start, you know, cooking up my plate of crow right now because I don't think I'm going to be right on that take. But they have been better. And and, and something that James had said last year, the the Reds need to take a step before they jump into playoff contention because going from 67 wins to 87 is not impossible, but it is highly unlikely because there's not that much of a gap that teams tend to make up from year to year. And I know it sounds easy going from 67 to 87 just on the numbers side, but a lot has to go right. And so far, the things that the Reds have needed to go right, as in the pitching and the defense being, you know, at least decently consistent, that's gone right. What they expected to be their, you know, their, their base that they could build off of. Their offense has been absolutely atrocious. Now, they're not the worst in the league, but at the same time, right when you expect that to be the linchpin and the strength, they get that streak going there at the end of May. Then all of a sudden, you had this past week where scoring runs looked like it, it, it felt like it was April all over again that the the team could just not put any hits together once someone got on base. So if we're just going to keep seeing streaks like that throughout the year, the Reds are definitely not going to be in the wildcard contention. They could still flirt with maybe 82, 83 wins and eclipse that 500 mark, but I don't see them being in wildcard contention. So while patience as a fan makes total sense, and, and there still probably is, a run in this team, I think the front office cannot be patient. They need to be out there being aggressive with the guys who are on expiring contracts. And as much as we hate to see certain players go, this is also the type of thing that they can't mimic what happened in 2015 and hang on to these guys for longer than need be. Because if they get nothing out of some of these players that are on expiring contracts, then they will have failed and I mean, and, and who knows? We we may never hear of the deals that don't happen. We may never hear of negotiations that Dick Williams and Nick Crawl were in with other teams that maybe fall through or something like that. But I just want them to be open-minded to acquiring assets, not only for this season, but for next season and the season after that. Guys that are going to be linchpins of this team whenever they're finally contending for playoff spot, which I firmly believe. Like, I think this season, you know, we, we and I, like I mentioned, I was hot takey about it. There were some folks that were saying, yeah, they could be good enough for that. I think next year, it, 
it, it's almost it, it's not too far of a stretch to say it's an expectation for next year. I think this year to expect playoffs would be short sighted. Next year to expect anything but playoffs would be to let this team off the hook because they've gone through so many years of obscurity in a row now that even this season we're like, okay, we get it. You're, you're kind of turning the page on a couple of things and maybe we can be pretty good. Maybe, you know, maybe we got a little bit more patience in us. But 2020 is really the year you got to put your crosshairs on. We got to expect playoffs next year. So if they do anything to compromise that by holding on to guys that they shouldn't this year, then that's going to be uh, that's going to be a, a show that I'm a little angry about. But hopefully that's not something that we ever have to do. I got time for one more call. Yeah. Hey Jeff, this is another Jeff and a Red fan here in Iowa. Um, I wanted to get in my two cents worth on your two questions for the week. Um, uh, number one, I would really hate to see the Reds trade uh, Jose Iglesias. Um, maybe it goes back to my um, love also for the Detroit Tigers, but he's done such a good job this year, and I'd really hate to see the Reds lose him. And then uh, to answer your second question, uh, my vote goes for the Pirates, but um, even more than that, the Cubs. <laughs> Thanks for your work. I really enjoyed the podcast and listening here in Iowa. Okay, have a good day. Goodbye. Decided to save the Jeff for last. <laughs> okay, that was terrible. Yeah, that's... That's a pretty bad one. But anyway, Jeff from Iowa, thanks for the call, man. Really appreciate that. And I appreciate your perspective on adding the Cubs in there because I'm pretty sure if I were a Reds fan up in Iowa, I'd probably hate the Cubs too. I bet there's a lot of Cubs fans up around where he is. So I can definitely see that. And his take on Jose Iglesias is spot on. You know, it's kind of funny because the Tigers decided to trade a Eugenio Suarez and hold on to Jose Iglesias back when the Reds, you know, fleeced the Tigers by sending Alfredo Simon for a Eugenio Suarez. And now all of a sudden the Reds have both of them and they're just reaping the benefits because this was one of those under the radar transactions that they did in the off season. It wasn't one of the trades that they made that had all the pomp and circumstance attached to them. Jose Iglesias, like Derek Dietrich, was a minor league deal, and he has turned out in flying colors, just been phenomenal for them on both sides of the ball. I'm not, I I don't expect him to continue this offensive insurgence the rest of the season. I've been very happy with what he's done so far. I really hope we can get him into the All-Star game, and that's a topic for another podcast as we get closer to the All-Star game. We'll talk a lot more all-star stuff. But thanks again for the call, Jeff from Iowa. Thanks everybody who called in to the show today. Well, called in over the last week or so. I'll have another question for the Locked On Reds line on tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow, we will recap game one of the Indian series as Trevor Bauer is on the hill for the Indians, and he's going to go up against Luis Castillo. Going to be a phenomenal game. You're not going to want to miss this. I know you know it's hard to attribute a not going to want to miss this to a game on Tuesday in June, but 
it'll be fun to watch, especially if you're a fan of good pitching. So we'll talk about all of that and more on tomorrow's episode. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed on the many podcasting apps like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and the Himalaya podcasting app. Also hit us up on Twitter at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Head on over to LockedOnReds.com where we've got even more content from our team of writers. And don't forget to put the Locked On Reds line in your cell phone or your home phone if you still have one of those. But 513-549-0159. Always want to hear from you, whether it's your take on a game, your take on something I said, answering a question that I had for you, or you want to ask me a question yourself. Give us a call. For the Telephone Tuesday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast, my name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.